it's very tactical coercive control it's strategic it's tactical it's um it's planned and so um it's a long game of being of getting this person's position they're so weak that you can actually do anything and carry carry on so a husband is just yeah. a husband he isn't yes good and at the end at the end of the day that is a i just feel okay it's a bollywood mm. movie but it's actually a really important thing Welcome to the Sisterhood of Mommy Imperfect. I'm Rina, and this is a podcast where each and every week my fabulous guests and I explore all things womanhood. If you're a regular listener, you'll have heard the last Power Panel episode where my friend Gidda, who is a regular on this podcast, mentioned featuring in a podcast called Sweet Bobby. Sweet Bobby is produced by a company called Tortoise Media. It's a live multi-part investigation in search of one of the world's most sophisticated catfishers. It's a story about who we are online and how social media can be weaponized as a tool of abuse and coercion. But it's not just a story, it's Girat's life. This is a real experience that she went through over the course of 10 years. Girat has spoken to me in depth about what happened and how it affected her. But in this episode, I wanted to look at some of the very serious and complex themes that the, pod- that the podcast and Girat's experience brought to light. Coercive control, toxic relationships and emotional abuse. And here to discuss that with me is psychologist and fellow Aston Uni alumni, also mommy to three girls, just like me. It's Mamta Saha. Hey, Mamta. Hello, Hi. Hi. Really excited to be talking about such an important subject. Mm-hmm. And we, we know Kira from uni and we know that yep. she's the most beautiful soul. So really happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So, Mamta, have you listened to Gidith's story up to date in Sweet Bobby? I'm up to date. Yeah, I have. Um, and I just listened how, to the last episode. Right. How do you? How did you feel listening to it? What were your thoughts? So I'm. Your question was actually position right. So well, how did I feel? I'm a real feeler, and as a psychologist, I don't know whether it's got anything to do with that. But I'm an empath, and so a lot of the times I was feeling the emotions and have been feeling the emotions, and I'll describe to you what I've been feeling with with. My psychologist hat off, actually. Obviously, that's come into play after the feelings have absorbed. But I've been feeling quite sick, um, violated. You know, you feel all the emotions that Kirit would go through um, and, and obviously went through angry, um, scared, fearful, frustrated um, and um, victimised. That's just a, a few of the feelings that I experienced listening to it and frustrated you know why are we not getting answers this is clearly a violation it's wrong on so many levels yeah why are we still where we are with it without clarity without Simran getting what she needs to get which is um in trouble yeah, for what yeah. She did. exactly that's it it's like oh my god how can a person be there after doing this to somebody and you know like I don't know about you but as part of the podcast we hear voice notes original voice notes that Kirat left um, Bobby and that is where you really hear the pain don't you you can see the change over the course of that relationship and and the kind of person that she turned into and and you know I mean in a nutshell for people that haven't listened to it you know Kirat was catfished by somebody pretending to be a man called Bobby a man that exists in real life but the person who pretended to be him ended up 
drawing Kirat into a relationship with this online persona and then started a very bizarre and controlling relationship. Um, now, I mean, we, we, we do now hear words like, oh, this is a toxic relationship. We hear that word a lot now with friendships and romantic mm. relationships. So what is a toxic relationship? So a toxic relationship is where someone is feeling um, fear. There's a sense of fear that is instilled in that individual. And it could be through them being oppressed. It could be through them being terrorized. And it usually starts off very small. So the abuser will do little, little things to um, initially, well, we'll love one and draw that person in, but we'll use tactics like limiting access to money or monitoring communication or getting extremely controlling, like we saw with the case of, um, you know, um, the, the persona Bobby, and um, really cuts the individual off from their social network, talks about their friends, talks about their family. So they don't re receive any support. They haven't got counsel. They haven't got that buddy to say, Am I going crazy? Yeah. Um, you know, and there's so much more to it, but it's where the person uh, becomes something that they are not, they're fearful, and they seek counsel from the abuser because mm -hmm. they that abuser becomes their safety net, but also their violator. And you mentioned the word love bombing there. Love bombing. What is that? Mm. So love bombing is where an individual will just... Um, literally flood the individual uh, that they're, they're dating or married to or in a relationship with, with uh, compliments, praise, uh, gifts, and um, will build their self-esteem, will make them feel good. And on a chemical level, this will release oxytocin in the brain. All the happy chemicals will mm. be flooding and they'll feel good. And what that will do as a result, it will make them feel um, relaxed in the abuser's presence. It will make them more open. They might share more information about themselves. They might give something away from themselves that they wouldn't typically do if they were being abused most of the time. And so um, it puts the abuser, if they're calculative and um, clever, in a very um, powerful position to exploit mm. the individual, maybe not then, but later on down the line. And, and it's a very dangerous thing, this kind of, you know, because somebody pays you attention, and because somebody gives you compliments and even somebody might say sorry after treating you like shit, mm. you know, and then you're like, oh, my God, it's all right. They do love me. It's all worth mm. it. You know, I, I, I've been in situations where it's like just because uh, I, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's kind of like my expectations were so small and it wasn't a serious thing that I, I was in. But I know people who mm. had it worse. So it's not it's not like um, I don't know whether you think, oh, I'm, I'm not worth something or you kind of think your expectations are so low maybe you didn't have a talk about what to expect from men or anything and then any any affection any compliments any like rubbish little gifts right you think oh my god that's so nice this is so loving this is so kind and it's like that's normal it's it's actually the the exactly. baseline of normality <laughs> yes exactly they push your boundaries so much that you'll take any scraps and that's what abusers do. They just give, throw some scraps at you and you're just like, oh, wow, I'll take that. That was an indirect compliment, you know, um, or I'll take that little gift. But actually, or I'll take that little bit of respect that that person might be giving me. But those are fundamentals. Those are the basics. But yeah. because you are so isolated from anyone, you're probably embarrassed, you're humiliated. You don't really want to talk to people about what's going on. You're less likely to sense check and say, 
this is what's been happening to me. Is this normal? Or I'm feeling confused. You're less likely to do that. And so you put up with it and accept it. And it becomes a um, perpetual cycle that's just repeated. And it makes the person wear thin, like confidence to the point where they become codependent. So they then seek that. They do anything. They get desperate. You know, like, give me something. I need something. They, they're starved of love. Um, and it's just so sad to see. Is that the same as coercive control? What you just described? Yes. yes. I mean, there are elements of that. I mean, what I'm describing here is real narcissism and, and coercive control. Um, and, um, you know, it's, a, it's very tactical, coercive control. It's strategic. It's tactical. It's, um, it's planned. And so um, it's a long game of, being, of getting this person's position. They're so weak that you can actually do anything and carry, carry on doing right. that until they literally break. Okay, and what, do you think this was what Gilith was subjected to in, in that relationship? It seems to me like it was. It, it, it really does. She was drawn in. She was, um, you know, she invested emotionally, even as a friend from the onset. Mm. She was then love-bombed, um, promised this, you know, whatever, from her promise the future, getting her at a moment in her life where that's what we dream, you know, so we can't help but think that's what we'd like. We'd like to yeah. settle down one day. We want to meet someone who's amazing. And um, I do believe that along those lines, this is what has happened to her. Mm. Um, I mean, another term that we hear uh, these days is gaslighting, like in relationships, somebody's gaslighting mm. you. Now, can you just kind of explain what that is and, 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 yes. and how common that is yes it's really really common and I see it a lot um and I experience it a lot actually being Asian myself it's where um that I think knowing about it and I'm really happy you've asked me that question because we need to know about this so we can stop it and know that we're not going crazy it's where it's where your feelings or your sense of reality is invalidated it's where if you came to me and you said um I'm saying you know this is what a friend did to me and I'm really hurt. And I'll say, Rena, you're so sensitive. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, that happened to me. And I, I was actually really thankful, you know, or I got yeah. over it. I've totally dismissed your feelings. I've totally dismissed your experience. I've kind of made you feel a bit silly for reacting in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and the basic premise, just to remind all of our listeners, is that um, you're totally entitled to your feelings. You're totally entitled to your reality. Your feelings are true and they're valid. And they might be different. Our experiences might be different because of our own upbringing and our values and what we deem to be important in life and not important. That doesn't make it any less. So gaslighting is when someone's feelings, someone's experience, someone's um, story is seen as less than or invalid, invalidated mm. um, over and over again to the point yeah. where the person thinks, I'm just overly sensitive. You become apologetic. You're like, I'm just being, I'm being really sensitive now. I'm being, you know, I, it's just me being a victim again, you know? Yeah. Um, no, no, you're not a victim. You're totally entitled to feel what mm. you feel. That's how we feel, actually. That's a healthy relationship when someone is able to share. Right. Um, you know what? I just think it's so hard because sometimes it's like when you are in a relationship, that person you trust them so much, you know, this, you, you love them and you trust them and you do listen to what they say and what they say sometimes is like gospel. Like, oh my God, they said this and mm-hmm. they know the best for me and everything they do is right. Like, you know, because you want to be with someone that you admire, right? Oh, Everybody does. Um, so you you kind of put them on a pedestal and think. And so that's why it's so easy to fall mm-hmm. into that trap. And 
think, oh, you know what? They they know, they know, and uh, I've not made yes. sense. And it, it's so easy to do, I think. It really is. And I hear what you're saying. And I think also our conditioning, I'm generalizing here, but I was certainly raised to believe like my big brother or like, you know, Oh, people older than you they know they're wise they le- let them lead the way take their governance take their lead you know guru figures almost mm-hmm. actually I think if your body or your intuition is sort of saying not sure I buy into that um that doesn't make sense to me or I'm not sure on why I'm going along with this please trust yourself listen to yourself yeah. and sit with that, that that inner narrative because I think what happens is when we lack confidence we sort of dismiss it, our intuitive voice. Now, Kira was really wise because her intuition was saying, something's not right here. This is yes. a bit odd. You know, a few times, right? Mm. Um, unfortunately, the person she was seeking counsel for was the person who was causing the strife in the first place. Um, but when she when she had had enough, she'd hired that private investigator. Yeah. And that was her intuition driving her to do that. So we must always listen to our intuition. Mm. You know, you we have the answers. I totally agree. And I feel like as I'm getting older, like, I don't know, maybe I was taught to kind of block off that voice as a lot of people do. Um, and as I'm getting older, I'm thinking, no, it, it's there's a gut feeling. It's there for a reason, you know, and I'm trying to teach my kids that as well. If something Excellent. feels off, just, you know, that it's off. But mm. I want to pick up on something that you said about um, community South Asian women. Now, I know this sounds a bit funny, but like, uh, I don't know if you've seen Kabikushi Gabi Gum. And I have <laughs> Okay, okay. Basically, in that, so the the characters of Amita Bachchan and um, Jaya Bachchan, his real life wife. Mm. So they play husband and wife in there. So he's this very big businessman, and you know, very confident. And she's a homemaker, really. And she, everything's all about him. What he says, oh, we're doing this, mm. and you know, our kids are going to have arranged marriages. And she's like, mm, really? And he's like, Kedia, mene Kedia. That is it. And right. so she goes along with everything and there's a point where she just says you know what she says basically she was brought to believe that um uh, a husband is godlike that is what she was yes. to believe. and people say in india pati parmeshwar is a is a it rolls off the tongue of a lot of people right you know no. traditionally pati parmeshwar is a is a, is a traditional thing that was traditionally yes. how it was and then she stands up to him and she's like no Pati sirf pati hota hai, parmeshwar nahi. So a husband is just yeah. a husband. He is yes. good. And at, the, and at the end of the day, that is a, I just feel, okay, it's a Bollywood mm. movie, but it's actually a really important thing because these people mm. who we put on pedestals, who we do love, you know, you can do it with your family members, with your mom or your dad. It's like, you know, respect and the love, but they're human beings at the end of the day. 100% and um, you know like you I have also been as I've gotten older started to listen to my intuition and that's meant sort of me coming away from unhealthy friendships and relationships yeah. or just interactions or clients whatever it may be and it's a little bit scary and it's a bit, little bit lonely when you have been conditioned to you know believe um, to just be led and be okay with that but I what I found is as I've done that, my life has become more peaceful and that there's less noise internally about what's going on. There's more, I feel more in control. So I think for anyone who's listening is around toxic energy or people or situations, just like you say to your girls, you know, I think trust it uh, because it's your body has the wisdom. It has the intuitive. Actually, there's some psychological research on this that um, intuition is based on logic. So our intuition is actually based on logic from fight or flight experiences 
in our history. So our body will know even before we do logically, because we tend mm. to be over smart and analyze that. No, no, yes. cut us some slack or it's going to be all right. We talk ourselves out because also we're quite an optimistic generation who's like, yeah, we've got it and community. Yeah. And, but don't doubt your own inner knowing. You know the answers. Yes. Yeah. And also, you know, the generation that we are as well, we're very much like, well, the figures show this, you know, I, yes. I surely must be wrong. The feeling inside me, you know, according to the data, but no, you're right. Yeah. About <laughs> the voice that's in us. Um, right. So a lot of people who have listened to this podcast probably thought, mm. oh, you know what? That wouldn't happen to me. Um, yeah. I don't know what she was thinking and that people in those situations, you know, they're either, a bit silly or naive or whatever mm. but are people are, are there some people that are actually more inclined to end up in those kind of coercive control relationships do you think or do you think it's just could happen to anyone I think that I think it can it can happen to anybody it could because if you think about Kirit she was a stable and um, grounded open human being um who was unfortunately um deceived and um I think if you are trusting, your general outlook in life is that other people are trusting as well. Yeah. Um, and so we all need to be very, very careful. Everything's out there these days. Um, you know, online dating, social media. We've got so much information out there. We don't, we don't pay attention to how much actually we do. Um, so we've got to be cautious. We really must remain cautious. Um, what you see online is not, or hear online, is not necessarily the reality. Uh, there, there's more to it. You're only getting a snapshot. Um, and, you know, I would say, be careful, be responsible, adjust your privacy settings, um, you know, leave out your personal details, talk to someone you trust. Uh, I think that um, it's important for us to raise the red flags that we might feel if we're getting a lot of attention from someone mm. online, um, even if it's like a friendly bit of attention. So interestingly, I, I res- there's someone who's been following me for a while, now blocked this mm. individual, don't know if it's a male or female. Um, and I put like something on on my daughter's birthday and she said some she or who have no idea said um, they're looking quite skinny need to feed them better need to put on weight now okay I was like that's very interesting that's a really weird comment instantly block Um, my daughter is on the skim side but for mm. someone to comment and that is also within the Asian community with my mum you know it's like you you put on weight but it's all right it looks good to have a bit of uh, some have some love handles so that's just the way we talk to each other yeah yeah so we're kind of used to yeah. it you know but for someone to say that about my child to me online sends alarm bells for me it's like why are you looking at my child to that point that you have to comment so go and then I was like I'm not going to put any more pictures on um yeah. and I'm going to block this individual so we just need to pay attention I, I am very aware of my elder daughters now because they're, you know, they're 12 and 11 sharing stuff about them online. I'm very, I, I just think that, you know, like when they're little, okay, um, it, I, guess, I guess it applies to everybody, but then mm. as they're becoming young ladies, you know, they are aware yeah. of what social media is and stuff. They're not on it themselves, but I'm just mm. very aware that they know about it and I wouldn't want to put something which they wouldn't be happy with or, you know, put every all this information about them because yes. in even in schools you know people will find anything um one of my one of my kids friends sent this screenshot mm. of a book I don't know what they were studying but my name was in there for some reason I don't know some community thing oh, that I did yeah and 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 so what I'm saying is you know 
anything yeah. can be screenshot and shared mm. and stuff so I just think you're right it is it is really important but the thing is that because a lot of dating now starts online doesn't it and I mean really I don't know how what we can do to protect ourselves people that are doing online dating and sharing stuff mm, I think that it I mean so much of it is online now with COVID being as it was it's mm. forced people to go down that route and that route only listen to your intuition don't rush into things uh think about what is this how does this person make me feel after I've spoken to them even if it's a phone call conversation do I feel like my batteries have been recharged or do I feel depleted of energy am I feeling confused Mm. I'm feeling upset with myself or angry with myself about who I am as an individual. Those are all red flags. Those are all alarm bells. If so, if you're feeling like fulfilled consistently, it's got to be consistent as well. If you're feeling fulfilled, you're feeling high, feeling happy, you're feeling respected, valued. Um, do your research as well. You know, do your research. Um, get information from this person. You've got to do your due diligence. But trust your intuition more than anything else, and don't be don't rush to get into a relationship don't commit too quickly take your time mm. and if someone's not happy with that that's not their issue I mean that's not your issue it's theirs you need to be cautious this is time and time is valuable energy is valuable think about how much emotion for spirit wasted over these years yeah absolutely um so if so for somebody who's coming out of a relationship who which has been controlling toxic mm. you know abusive just made them feel rubbish basically mm. how does that person then start to rebuild trust and confidence in themselves as well yeah it's a really good question I would say maintain communication with your support system wherever possible and um, with people you trust maybe it's like Samaritans it doesn't have to be someone you know but just have a regular means of communication with people who are objective and make you feel grounded and seen Build a safety plan. So decide when you're going to leave, where you're going to stay, save your money. Um, let someone know how you're feeling, confide in a family member or, you know, if you feel threatened, some a local, someone in the local authorities. Seek professional help. There's absolutely, um, there's, no, there's no taboo around seeking professional help. You can really rebuild your life if you do that. And start to do little things. Um, make little commitments to yourself so you can trust yourself all over again so boundaries being authentic noticing and valuing your feelings taking better care of yourself being kind to yourself um you know it's very easy to come out of a relationship and just to feel have very low self-worth to the point where you neglect who you are don't do that little things like go for a starbucks for yourself or you know and just go for a mindful walk or something take time with your emotions it's good there are going to be highs and lows um be patient with yourself and embrace all that you feel. Um, last two points, um, forgive yourself. Everybody makes mistakes. If you stay in a state of blaming uh, for too long, you're not helping yourself progress and move forward. What can I learn from this? What can I learn? Ask yourself that question. What am I taking? How is this going to help me going forward? And then free yourself from their voice. I think this is probably one of the most important points is that um, you might have their voice still ringing in your mind, but um, their voice is not you it doesn't define you it's who they are and that's got nothing to do with you at all so start to make your internal voice like higher louder so that you start honoring that again as opposed to that voice that was bringing you down that's such a good point such a good point and also I would add is like to think 
to remember that you can do it. You can do it. You know, people have rebuilt their lives before. People have fallen in love again, you know, had a healthy relationship after an unhealthy one. It can actually be done. I just feel like, you know, as human beings, like we feel things so much, right? Don't we? You know, it's mm. like, oh my God, I just want to get out the feeling. I want to come out of this. And like, mm. I don't know, like, I just, I guess like the age that I am now, I think, do you know what? Maybe this this is actually life, isn't it? Like life, mm. it unfortunately can't be like, ha ha, happy, happy all the time. Unfortunately, no. these extremes of feelings, like is something, I just feel like we have to go through it. And it's it, like even, you yes. know, losing somebody through death or relationship or whatever, like it's just... Mm. To, but you'll come out of that you know how people say this too shall pass yes. and I think that's 100 percent 100 percent and you're quite right life is um not perfect for anybody even though it might feel like it or you might perceive it to be everybody has their whether it's an external challenge or an internal battle going on or within their relationship or four walls we don't know concentrate on yourself and just think about how you can extract the learnings extract the lessons and um, strategically move on yourself just to play play from a place of your strength and all that you are come back to all that you are and it is possible totally is possible and seek you know seek inspiration think about you know people who really inspire you like Oprah Winfrey or whoever may have been in a difficult situation in their life and they've come through it and what have they gotten from that mm, what yeah. did they learn so just lastly, if somebody is trapped in a really difficult situation, what's the best place for them to get help? Um, I would say absolutely go to your local authority, speak to the police, speak to um, domestic violence um, helpline. Mm. Uh, do not dismiss or gaslight yourself to yeah. say it's no big deal. It's fine he has his good days or she has her good days it'll be all right I've got kids I can't rock the boat no because if you're not happy everybody's going to pick up on it and it's going to wear you thin even if you decide to commit and work on that relationship definitely speak to someone because I think when you do seek that counsel and you see someone's reaction um, it, like Kieran was saying in the latest podcast, um, saying, you know, when she was talking to people, she could see how crazy it all was. It, yeah. it basically put some sense within you to think, what choices do I have? Because you always, everybody always has a choice. We've got to remember that. It's very easy to sometimes feel like we haven't got a choice. Everyone's got a choice all the time. You have got a choice to get that inner peace in your life because that's what you deserve at the very minimum. So listen to your gut. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Mamta, for coming on. Um, it's been really good hearing your take on all of this. Um, so can you just let people know where they can get in touch with you, perhaps, or follow you on socials? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Rina. Um, feel free to follow me on Instagram. It's Saha underscore Mamta. And Facebook is Mamta Saha. And um, I've got a, a free ebook on mamtasaha.com, which is a self-inquiry ebook. So if anyone wants to go deeper and learn about themselves and get in tune, get in touch with that inner voice, what's happening in the narrative, feel free to download the free ebook from mumbasaha.com. Mm, that sounds amazing. Definitely do that. Thank you. So 
Thank you, everybody, for listening. And please share this podcast with anyone you think that might benefit from listening to it. Any one of us could potentially find ourselves in a toxic or abusive relationship. It's not that it just happens to one kind of person. So I just think it's really important to be aware of signs when a relationship is not healthy and what you could do to come out of it or help somebody else, you know, help a sister. If you want to get in touch with me about anything that we've discussed on this podcast, then it's mummyimperfect at gmail.com or send me a message or a voice note on Insta at Sisterhood of Mummy Imperfect. Until next week, take care of yourselves. Bye.